Nellie's Promise, written by Valerie Tripp. Nellie's Promise is the story about a young girl who is an orphan with her two little sisters, meaning they no longer have a mom and dad. And they've just been given the opportunity to go and live with her best friend, Samantha, and Samantha's aunt and uncle. It's a home for these three homeless girls, and we're about to find out what happens to Nellie. The year is 1906. Chapter One, The Luckiest Girl. Nellie O'Mallory skipped cheerfully along the city sidewalk. I am the luckiest girl in New York, she thought. It was late afternoon, nearly dusk. A strong March wind made Nellie's coat flap and fly out behind her like wings. Nellie tucked the newspaper she was carrying tighter under her arm and snuggled her chin deeper into her collar. She almost enjoyed being cold because she knew that soon she'd be warm and cozy at home. Home. Nellie smiled. Finally, she and her little sisters, Bridget and Jenny, had a home again. It was a real home, too, where they were safe and loved. For more than a month now, they had been living with Nellie's friend, Samantha, and Samantha's uncle, Guard, and Aunt Cornelia. Nellie thought that Samantha was the best friend anyone could ever have. She was kind and generous, and she was brave, too. Samantha had rescued Nellie and her sisters from Cold Rock House for Homeless Girls. Nellie shivered as she walked, not from the cold wind, but from the memory of the past sad, scary winter. Back in December, Nellie's mother and father both had died of influenza. Nellie had solemnly promised her dying mother that she would always, always keep Bridget and Jenny safe. Nellie had tried hard to keep her promise to ma'am. The three girls, still grieving for their parents, had had to go live with their terrible Uncle Mike. He took everything the girls owned, sold it for drink, and then disappeared. The girls were left on their own in the middle of bleak, cold January. Nellie struggled to take care of Bridget and Jenny in Uncle Mike's dirty, dreary apartment where the rats scrabbled in the walls at night and the dark hallways reeked of garbage. But Nellie had no money for food or coal, so in desperation the girls ended up at the orphanage. Nellie was just about to be separated from her sisters and sent west on one of the orphan trains when Samantha found the girls and brought them home to Uncle and Guard and Aunt Cornelia. Lamplight spilled out of the windows of the houses Nellie passed. She remembered when she did not even dare to look into those beautiful, warmly lit houses, but could only scurry past and imagine what life was like inside. It seemed like a miracle that now she was headed home to a beautiful house herself, 
bringing Uncle Guard his evening newspaper. Nellie skipped happily. It was a pleasure to be helpful to Uncle Guard and Aunt Cornelia. Nellie loved to go out to do errands for them, and even more, she loved coming home. Nellie walked past a group of men working on a road crew. Suddenly, one of the men dropped his wheelbarrow full of dirt and paving stones and grabbed Nellie roughly by the arm. So, the man growled in a hushed voice, I found you. Nellie's heart stopped. It was Uncle Mike. Nellie had never been so unhappy to see anyone in her life. Oh, why couldn't Uncle Mike have just disappeared forever, she thought miserably. Uncle Mike eyed Nellie's fine coat and boots. Well, well, look at you, he said. I'm gone two months and I come back to find you dressed like a rich girl. You and Bridget and Jenny must be living with folks who have lots of money. How lucky. Who are those rich swells, Nellie girl, and where do they live? Nellie was shaking with fear, but she was determined not to tell Uncle Mike anything. Uncle Mike smiled a nasty smile. His mean eyes narrowed. All right, you stubborn brat, he said. Don't tell me. I'll find out for myself, and when I do, I'll come and get you and your sisters. I'll take you back to live with me. I've every right to do that, you know. I'll put the three of you to work in the factory so you can bring your money home to me. No, Nellie exploded. Don't you come near us. And with that, Nellie stomped hard on Uncle Mike's foot, wrenched her arm out of his grasp, and took off running. Uncle Mike started to chase her, but he stumbled over his wheelbarrow and sprawled onto the sidewalk. The road crew boss hollered, Get back to work, O'Malley! So Nellie got away. She heard Uncle Mike shout after her, Run, Nellie girl, but you remember I'm your uncle and you belong to me. You belong to me. The words dogged Nellie as she kept on running as fast as she could all the way home. Even after Nellie closed the heavy door to Uncle Guard and Aunt Cornelia's house behind her, she seemed to hear those words. I'm your uncle. You belong to me. Nellie shuddered. The words were scary and awful and worst of all, true. Please, 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 chirped Bridget and Jenny in their clear, fluty voices. Please read us another page. Just one more page. Uncle Guard laughed. That's what you said three pages ago, he protested. But all right. Nellie looked up from the pinafore she was hemming for Bridget. It was after dinner and everyone was gathered in the parlor. Uncle Guard was reading aloud to Bridget and Jenny. They were perched snugly beside him in his chair like baby birds safe in a nest. Aunt Cornelia was teaching Samantha how to play chess. The parlor was warm from a fire in the grate. The gentle golden glow of the lamps lit Nellie's face and cast her soft shadow on the wall behind her. Nellie held back a sigh. 
She wished all the shadowy troubles of her life were behind her too, over and done with. It was so lovely to have warm clothes and a full stomach and to see Bridget and Jenny so happy. If they knew that Uncle Mike had come back, their happiness would be ruined. Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia would worry and Samantha would be miserable. Nellie made up her mind. I'll keep Uncle Mike a secret, she decided. I won't tell anyone that I've seen him. Nellie put down her sewing. Bridget and Jenny, she said in a motherly way, come along now. I'll give you your baths and put you to bed. Oh, please no, the two little girls said. They hugged Uncle Guard and turned their faces up to him pleadingly. We don't have to go yet, do we, Uncle Guard? Before Uncle Guard could answer, Nellie said, now girls, do as you're told. Nellie apologized to Uncle Guard. I'm sorry they're pestering you, sir. It's quite all right, Nellie, said Uncle Guard. I like being pestered by these two cherubs. And please, you don't have to call me sir. You and I are family now. Aunt Cornelia added gently, Gertrude can bathe the girls and put them to bed. You don't have to, dear. Nellie blushed. Bridget and Jenny had slipped easily into their new lives as beloved little girls in a wealthy household. It wasn't as easy for Nellie. She had worked all her life and was used to being useful. Also, in her heart, Nellie had never truly trusted that this new life would last. Now that Uncle Mike was back, she was quite sure that it wouldn't. She believed that Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia wanted to adopt her and her sisters, but Mike O'Malley was their real uncle. As he had just reminded her, they belonged to him. Nellie didn't see how Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia could stop Uncle Mike from taking them back as he had threatened to do. Aunt Cornelia tugged the bell pull and Gertrude appeared, ready to take Bridget and Jenny upstairs. Gertrude looked cross and put upon, and Nellie could tell that Gertrude resented being a maid for maids, which is what Nellie and her sisters probably would have been if Samantha had not changed everything. Come along, you two, Gertrude said tartly to Bridget and Jenny. The little girls hugged Uncle Guard even more closely and hid their faces against him. Nellie chided them. Now girls, she began. But Samantha stood up. Bridget and Jenny, she said, why don't you come upstairs now and I will tell you a story while Gertrude gives you your baths. Oh, good, another story, said the two little girls. They adored Samantha. They thought that she was the most wonderful storyteller in the world. Bridget and Jenny kissed Uncle Guard, Aunt Cornelia, and Nellie goodnight, and then they trotted off happily, hand in hand with Samantha. Grumpy Gertrude left too. Nellie bent her head over her sewing, thinking how lucky she was to have Samantha for a friend and sweet Bridget and Jenny as sisters. Don't you worry, Mom, she promised. No matter what happens, I will protect Bridget and Jenny. Even if Uncle Mike takes us away from here, 
I will work and do whatever I have to do to keep Bridget and Jenny safe and happy, just as I told you I would. I don't know how, but I'll do it. Psst, whispered Samantha. Nellie, what? Nellie whispered back. Nellie and Samantha were at school in dancing class. Nellie was bending over backward. She looked at Samantha from under her arm, which was supposed to be fluttering gracefully over her head like a slender branch in a breeze. Unfortunately, Nellie actually looked more like she was using her arm to swap flies. Samantha nodded toward Nellie's knee. You're stocking, she hissed. Nellie looked. Oh no, not again, she groaned. Nellie was so thin that the athletic uniform that the girls wore for dancing class swam on her. The uniform consisted of a blouse, stiff black knee-length bloomers, and over-the-knee stockings. The bloomers were supposed to be fastened under the girls' knees tightly enough to hold up the stockings, but Nellie's legs were so skinny that her bloomers ballooned loosely and her stockings always drooped. Just now, one of her stockings had fallen down completely and was puddled around her ankle. Nellie yanked it up and tucked it back into the baggy bloomers, but she knew it was no use. Sure enough, the stocking was soon drooping again, and for the rest of class, Nellie did a dance of droop and yank, droop and yank with her stocking. It's not your fault, Samantha said as the girls sat down to lunch after dancing class. Those bloomers are too big for you. Ask Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia to buy you a smaller pair. Oh no, said Nellie. Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia have given her so many things already. She just couldn't ask for more. Those bloomers are brand new. Well, they may be new, said Samantha, but they just don't fit you at all. I'm afraid that I just don't fit in that dancing class at all, said Nellie, smiling but shaking her head. That kind of dancing seems so silly to me. I can't see the use of pretending that I'm a tree. Oh, well, said Samantha lightly, not everything has to have a use, does it? It's all right to learn something just because it's pretty or because it helps you express how you feel, isn't it? Oh, well, I guess so, Nellie agreed. It's, it's just that... Nellie didn't finish her sentence. She didn't know how to tell Samantha that now that Uncle Mike was back, everything had changed for her. Now Nellie felt an urgency about learning real things, practical things, so that she could get a good job someday and earn enough money to take care of her sisters. If Uncle Mike ripped her and her sisters away, Nellie did not want to have to work in the factory for the rest of her life. Only last week, classes in fluttery arm dancing made Nellie laugh, but now they made her impatient. They seemed like a dangerous waste of time, but it would be ungrateful to say so just as it would be unfriendly to tell Samantha that she didn't think she fit in with the other girls at school. Bridget and Jenny studied at home with a tutor, but Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia had enrolled Nellie in the same school as Samantha. Nellie looked fondly at her friend. Samantha was so good-hearted, 
and accepting that she could not see the other girls at school, didn't know what to make of Nellie. They couldn't figure out whether Nellie was Samantha's maid or Samantha's sister. Nellie didn't really blame the girls for their confusion. She was confused about who she was too, but there was no doubt that there was a gap between Nellie and the girls at school. Their lives had been so different. My birthday is coming up in two months, Samantha joked to Nellie as they sat at a lunch table with some other girls. I'll ask for smaller bloomers for you. <laughs> Thanks, said Nellie with a grin. Those hideous bloomers, groaned a girl named Louisa. For my birthday, my parents are taking me up in a hot air balloon. I'd like to toss my bloomers over the side and never see them again. Oh, we went up in a hot air balloon for my birthday when I turned eight, said a girl named Tissy. You'll love it. When I was eight, my parents gave me a pony, said Louisa. She turned to Nellie and asked politely, what happened on your eighth birthday? Well, Nellie answered honestly, that was when I was working in a thread factory so I don't think we really celebrated my birthday that year. Oh, said Louisa, turning rather pink in the face. An awkward silence settled over their table. The other girls had never even been inside a factory. Working in one was beyond their imagining. Samantha piped up. Let's not talk about when we were eight. It's lots more interesting to talk about what we're going to be when we grow up. You're right, said Louisa heartily. I want to be a dancer like Isadora Duncan. She fluttered her arm just as the girls had learned in dancing class. She fluttered her eyelashes too, which made all the girls laugh. I'm going to marry a Duke like Consuelo Vanderbilt did, sighed Tissy. I'll live in a castle with lots of dogs. I either want to be a painter, like Mary Cassette, said Samantha, or the first woman president of the United States. She turned and asked Nellie, what do you want to do? Um, I'll work as hard as I can at the best job I can get, said Nellie with fierce determination. All I want is to earn enough money to have a little house where I can keep my sisters safe. Louisa and Tissy exchanged a glance. Samantha looked bewildered. Nellie realized with a pang that her answer must have sounded odd. It must have sounded as, as if she and Bridget and Jenny weren't happy at Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia's house. Nellie wanted to reassure Samantha that this wasn't what she'd meant, but Nellie could not explain why she had answered as she had. For the rest of their lunchtime, she and Samantha were very quiet. That evening, Samantha and Nellie were up in their bedroom dressing for dinner. Nellie faced the full-length mirror while Samantha buttoned up the back of Nellie's dress. Around her neck, Nellie wore a silver necklace with a delicate cross, which was the only thing she had left from her mom. I wish you could see me now, mom, thought Nellie. You'd say I am the luckiest girl in the world. Then Samantha said slowly, Nellie, 
I know that you and Bridget and Jenny are still very sad about your parents dying. Nellie nodded. When Bridget and Jenny wake up at night crying for mom and dad, I don't know how to comfort them. I miss mom and dad so much myself, she said. Yes, said Samantha gently. I miss my parents too. She was thoughtful for a moment, and then she spoke even more gently. Nellie, she asked, are, are you and Bridget and Jenny happy about living here with us? Nellie turned quickly to face Samantha. Oh, yes, said Nellie with her whole heart. We love you. You are so kind to us. No one could have been more generous. Nellie smoothed the front of her dress, the prettiest one she had ever had. Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia have given us more than we ever dreamed of having. And even more important, all of you have made us feel so welcome and at home here. Then Nellie faltered. I just can't be sure how long. Um, that is, I, I, I don't know. Nellie could not finish her sentence without spilling the truth about Uncle Mike. Instead, she said, we, we're so grateful to you. I wish I could show you how much in some way. I wish I could do something to help Uncle Gard or Aunt Cornelia. Samantha's face brightened. I think I understand, she said. It's what you were saying earlier about how things should have a use. You want to be useful. Yes, that's it exactly, said Nellie. Well, I have an idea, Samantha said. Do you know where there's one of those places where they have classes for people who've just come to America where they teach English and things? I think it's called a settlement house. Sure, said Nellie. There's a settlement house over by the East River. Bridget and Jenny and I used to go there whenever we could. That's where I learned to sew. And later on, I helped teach people how to use American money. A very nice lady named Miss Brennan was in charge of the settlement house. She used to call me Miss Nellie O'Malley All Mended because of the way I could take things apart and put them back together again so that they worked. I liked her very much. Well, said Samantha, I've heard Aunt Cornelia say that she would like to visit a settlement house. Maybe you could take her to the one you know and introduce her to Miss Brennan. Nellie's face glowed. Do you really think Aunt Cornelia would like that, she asked. Yes, I do, said Samantha with certainty. Nellie smiled at Samantha. The idea of going to the settlement house was even more wonderful than Samantha knew. It would make Nellie pleased and proud to be helpful to Aunt Cornelia. And if they went to the settlement house, then Nellie could ask Miss Brennan for advice. Miss Brennan would know what Nellie should learn so that she'd be able to get a job and take care of Bridget and Jenny if Uncle Mike took them away. Come on, Nellie said, let's go and talk to Aunt Cornelia about the settlement house right now. I'll race you downstairs. Last one down is a pair of baggy bloomers. Nellie ran down the stairs with light feet and a lighter heart. Thanks to Samantha's idea, she had true hope for the first time since Uncle Mike's reappearance that she'd be able to keep her promise to mom.